With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I say you are God. Sons of the Most High. All of them. Nevertheless, you will die like men. Does this not imply that you are not men? If you are men when addressed, then the sentence, you will die like men, is without meaning. You are told you are sons of God, but you will die like men. Now we turn to Paul's letter as he wrote it to the Philippians. Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count it necessary or count it something to be grasped, but emptied himself and took upon himself the form of a slave, being born in the likeness of men, and being in human form, he became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him a name that is above all names that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God now Jesus Christ only claimed he was the Son of God. You were addressed in the beginning as sons of God. Here is now our purpose, the reason for emptying ourselves and becoming slaves. The human form is the cross, it is the slave. And we will bear this cross, the allotted span. Or we will cry out because we had to completely empty ourselves 
of the being that we really are. For the being that we really are is one with God. We were in the form of God. Yet we emptied ourselves and took upon ourselves the form of a slave being born in the likeness of men and being in the form of man humbled ourselves and became obedient unto death even death on a cross now we are the being spoken of in scripture this story in the depths of your own consciousness is still extant it is taking place without reference to duration to repetition or to its position in time it will slowly unfold itself in each person in this world as it unfolds itself the individual knows he is the one who descended into this world and took upon himself the form of a slave that is the human form no one can ascend into heaven but he who descended the son of man and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the son of man be lifted up this is not your real form you took this for a purpose for this is the form of death you descended into this world that you may taste and experience death when you read in scripture should not the Christ suffer these things and then enter into his glory now you and I have the association with the word suffer as grief, pain look it up in your biblical concordance and you will see that it means to experience experience a sensation or feeling there are many words translated suffer one is to let it be so when he comes before John and yet he allows it to be so for tradition's sake and he becomes baptized let it be so is called suffer it to be so now but when it comes to the statement should not the Christ suffer these things and then enter into his glory that word is translated to experience a sensation to experience death the immortal you could not know what death is like it could never know the pains of this world until it became one with it to become one with it it had to empty itself of its divine form which was one with God and take upon itself the form of a slave being born in the likeness of man so he wears it as you will wear a mask this is a mask your real form if I tell you I can only use words but how on earth could I tell you of the glory of your form when I heard the call 
sing out this wonderful chorus, Neville is risen. I can only tell you it was a spiral motion, and this is 1946, and I am a luminous body. I needed no sun, no moon, no stars. I was light unto myself. And as I walked, or I would say, glided by, everything was made perfect because I was perfect. Everything that I passed by, though at the moment it seemed imperfect, it was instantly transformed into perfection. The blind ceased to be blind, the deaf ceased to be deaf, the lame ceased to be lame, and everyone was made perfect in that moment as I passed by. That was the form. Eleven years ago, on the 8th of April, when I was lifted up as my body, the cross that I wore, through the senses, at that moment in time, it was split in two, from top to bottom. And here I saw, how on earth can you describe this to any person and make sense of it? Here, my body is completely split in two. And I am looking now at a pool of golden, liquid, pulsing light. And I know it is myself. As I know it, I, the observer, fuse with it. It is myself. My own redeemer and creator. And yet it is myself. Like a self-redemption. A self-created being. And at that moment, like a fiery serpent, I ascended into heaven. You tell a man that he's a fiery serpent, it scares him. He wants to be a man of flesh and blood. He wants exactly what he is, made a little bit better. A little bit stronger. A little bit of everything more than he is now, but he doesn't want a radical change of the being that he is. But I tell you, the face is human, the voice is human, the hands are human. But do not ask anyone to tell you what the body is. You will not see it. I can only describe the motion that I made when I ascended. And when I entered, entered into this state, it reverberated, as we are told in Scripture. He takes it by storm. The whole thing was one tremendous reverberation as you enter. That is in store for everyone. The descent is into generation. And the ascent is into regeneration. The descent is into death and decay. And the ascent is into everlasting life, but enhanced by reason of the experience of the descent. You were before that the world was, and you were in the form of God.
Paul said he has made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. It's a plan. This is not some emergency thinking. Before that there were was. You were. You are the gods spoken of. And because you are gods and addressed as gods, when you have this experience, you taste of death. Now, this is contemporary. When you read scripture, do not think for one moment you're reading of something that took place 2,000 years ago. You're reading it now. And they say to him, as he began to stumble, now he's come only to fulfill scripture. What scripture is he fulfilling now in this 10th chapter of John? Go to the 21st chapter of the book of Deuteronomy and read these words. If a man has a son who is stubborn and rebellious, and will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother. They will bring him and shall bring him before the elders of the city and say to the elders, This is our son. He is stubborn and rebellious and will not obey our words. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. You recognize the character in the gospel? Read it in the 11th chapter of Matthew. And so they call the Son of Man a drunkard and a glutton, a friend of sinners, of publicans and harlots and tax collectors. There is one who said to his mother, What have I to do with thee? Then they confronted him with the temple and said, Why did you do this to us? Your father and I have been searching for you for three days. And he answered, I must be about my father's business. Here, no earthly parents do I confess. I am doing my father's business. They could not understand him. He was then about 12 years of age. They couldn't understand a complete denial of physical ancestry. For he knew now, for memory began to return, who he really is. He came down to experience death. He bore the cross for the allotted time. Then came that moment in time when the cross was split from top to bottom. And the spirit trap set free. And the long lost rank restored. And the fall forgiven. And now who are my parents? Who are my brothers? Who are my sisters? Those that do the will of him who sent me. Sent me into this world of decay and death 
that I may experience decay and death. I could not experience it from above. I had to come right down into it and assume and be born man. And this is the cross that I wear. So the body that really you gave up, I can't begin to tell you the joy that is in store for you when you once more pick it up. It's a body of light, a body of power, a body that is all wisdom. You don't have to raise one finger to make eyes of prayer in empty sockets. You don't take them to a hospital and put little eyes from some eye bank into the sockets. You don't have any little banks for livers and for hands and for missing members. As you walk by, everything is done because you are perfect. You need nothing that mortal man thinks you must need. Nothing can remain imperfect in your presence as you walk by, clothed in this garment. The garment you gave up. You emptied yourself. And then took upon yourself the form of a slave. Being born in the likeness of men. If I tell you, as I will, I say you are God's. Sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, you will die like men. If you are men, when I address you, that is a stupid remark. If you are not men, as you are addressed, and you are addressed in the divine council, then, who are you? I told you, you are sons of God. But what then was my form? You emptied yourself of it. You gave it up. I can only bring back a little shadow of remembrance to you by telling you from my own experience what's in store for you. And I use the word serpent is distasteful to the average person in the world. And yet we are told those who shall run the throne of God, the seraphim, the fiery serpent. God's wisest, wisest creation for the seraphim. And when Isaiah said, Send me, O Lord, and they came with a coal and put it on his lips, they spoke. It was the human voice. He described them as having hands, human faces, because he did put wings on them. I will tell you from my own experience, you don't need wings. You are omnipresent in such a body. Wherever you would be, there you are. You need no power to take you there. You are power. You are omnipotent. You are omniscient. You are omnipresent. For you do not need anything to take you any place. That's the being that you are. But you completely emptied yourself of it for this divine purpose. And many a time while wearing these garments, this cross, we cry out. It seems so heavy. And all the horrors of the world, and we do cry out, asking to be relieved of it. But you're going to carry the cross the allotted time. And when the time is fulfilled, 
then it's going to be stripped right down from top to bottom. And at the base, you're going to see, and how on earth can I tell Molten gold will take any form. You have the form. You are the observer. And the minute you look at it, you, the form, observing the golden molten state, you fuse with it, and then it takes your form. And you go up into heaven like a fiery serpent. That's the being that you are. Let no one scare you. Let no one frighten you. That you've got to do this, that, and the other. It's already done. This whole thing is already completed. You are here as members of a body. One body. Sharing in a purpose in. So when you go back, you are that one body. You and I actually form the one body that is God. So we the sons of God came down. And when we rise, we are God the Father. That's the only way we could experience the wholeness is by shattering ourselves, becoming fragmented, and then going through the entire journey. And in the end, returning. And returning into unity. And that unity is God the Father. So when we are told, stoning to death, well, the stones are only the literal facts of life. So they pick up stones to stone. We are told, at the end, not one bone of his body was broken. What body? The Bible. That's his external body. Men have tried through the centuries to change it. And you will find these many editions, and they're necessary, because overly zealous tribes will add and take from and add their own little stupid concepts based upon their theory, what they think it ought to be. And you'll find them among the wisest of men still trying to change the body. But in the end, not one bone is broken. As you're told in Exodus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In numbers and in the Psalms. Not a bone is broken. And they came to him. Not a bone was broken. It means that you cannot change. You did not come to change. To abolish the law. And the prophet became only to fulfill. So he fulfills everything in the world. And you are the one spoken of. You are the Lord Jesus Christ. Until you actually know it from experience, dwell upon it. Just dwell upon it. 
go to sleep in the consciousness of being. And you will know beyond all doubt in the not distant future, really, who you are. You'll know the truth of the things that I'm talking about. Everyone will. That's why I am here. That's why I've been sent. I've been called and sent in the same way that Paul said he was called and sent. In the same way the central figure said, I have been sent. And when you see me, if you can really see me, you'll see him who sent me. So know the one who sent me when you see me, because all will be alike. And yet no loss of identity, may I tell you. It's not an absorption, losing your identity. No. And yet the same form, that same glorious radiant form that is all-powerful and all-wise. So that's the being that you really are. What does it matter? What Oscars you got today or tomorrow? Or what power in this world of Caesar you seem to exercise? That means nothing compared to the being that you really are. Put all your mind and all your soul upon this one hope that it will unfold in the not distant future within you. For that's the only purpose for it all. And when this purpose is really revealed to you, and I'm trying my best to reveal it, then everything falls right into place. It gives meaning to the entire picture of life. Everything has meaning. If, perchance, we're passing through a trying time, I'm going to ask a friend of mine, she's here tonight, to tell another friend, a mutual friend. This statement from Blake. There are states in which all visionary men are accounted madmen. Then, he adds this to that thought. Read Luke the second chapter, the first verse. If you read the second chapter, the first verse, you will wonder how on earth can he relate that to what he has just said. That all visionary men are accounted madmen. But if you read the whole chapter, you will see what he is really telling you that is on your doorstep. It's the birth of the child. The second chapter of Luke, the first verse. And that is that the order went out from Augustus Caesar that all, the whole vast world must be enrolled. Enrolled as implied for taxes. They must now be enrolled or the order has come. Now read the whole chapter and you'll see where this now. Joseph, because he was of the line of David, he took his wife Mary up to Bethlehem, the city of David. And then while she was there, 
her time arrived for the delivery of her son and then the son is born is preceded by as Blake says a form of madness for he said all visionary men are accounted in certain states they are accounted madmen and then he asked you to read that verse Blake was not the kind of person that would spell everything out in fact he didn't spell anything out he said to his critic the great Custer the Reverend Dr. Custer you say I need someone to interpret my words you ought to know that that which can be made clear to the idiot isn't worth my time and the ancients understood this and they said what was Hugh Clare could not rouse the faculties to act if you leave it without trying to clarify it then you will simply stimulate the mind to think and rouse the faculties to act so he doesn't spell it out but if you read the chapter you will see what Blake is implying that a form of madness precedes the birth of the child I know in my own case goes back a, quite a few years before 1959 I would say four or five years and if I shared with others what I was feeling within me at the time it would form a form of madness that I was talking to an audience of 2600 on Sunday mornings and turning away over 1500 at the Fox Virgin now I take that platform and here I could feel within me just as a woman would feel the struggle of a child within her well I felt it in my head this pulsing, pulsing, vibrant state. Sit down for a moment and the whole thing is just like a mad, mad state. And I'm talking to intelligent people, I think they are, who came to hear me. And I'm addressing 2600 and they're turning away 1500. And it did another theater that sat another 750 and that overflowed. And yet, here I am, like a woman, a pregnant woman, almost at the end of her time so that's what Blake is talking about so I'm going to ask my friend to tell her to read that second chapter and all the symptoms that she's going through now are glorious they're perfectly wonderful and I would not raise one finger to stop them or to divert them first of all I couldn't it is upon us and so I tell everyone here until this birth takes place you can't be turned but it will take place as we are told no man can enter the new age called the kingdom of God unless he is born from above but when he is born from above it will be followed in this manner as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so will the son of man be lifted up that comes later the first act 
Then 139 days later come the discovery of the fatherhood of God. And 123 days later, making it 262, comes the ascent into heaven like a fiery serpent. And then 998 days later, making it 1260, comes the descent of the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove. And then the whole thing is over. And you are now still here. You have born the Father, the allotted span, but you are going to be here to tell it. And you will tell it to the very end. And that end will come like this. But you have told it to encourage those who are on the verge of it. But everyone has to wear the cross for the allotted span. And then at the end, it is split that pine is split in two from top to bottom, revealing, and how on earth can anyone tell it more beautifully than Blake told it, at the end of his Jerusalem, almost at the end. And here he is looking at it, and he said, Oh my divine Redeemer and Creator. He said, I behold the vision of my deadly dreams of six thousand years, circling around thy skirt like a serpent of precious stones and gold. I know it is myself, O oh, my divine Creator and Redeemer. I didn't spell it out. I'll try tonight to spell it out for you. But you see it and you know it doesn't make sense. It's a form of madness. How can you look at molten gold that's pulsing and alive and know it is yourself? You look into a mirror and you will say, I know that's my reflection. That's myself. But to look at this, it has no form. It's golden, molten, liquid light. And yet you know it more surely that it's you than you know when you look into a mirror. And as you know it, you fuse with it. You are now the mold that it takes. And you know exactly what mold you must have been because the minute you take it up like a fiery serpent to go into heaven and it reverberates like thunder. So that's the being that you are. So when you read the 82nd Psalm, which is the most difficult of all Psalms, so plain our scholars, how on earth can we interpret it? We can only guess at it. But God has taken his place in the divine council, in the midst of the gods he holds judgment. And now he speaks, I say you are gods, sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, you will die like men. So when one comes into the world and claims what he does, they'll pick up stones or they tell him who his father is on earth. They pick up stones to stone him. And he said to them, For what do you stone me? For what good work? And they say to him, For no good work, but for your blasphemy. For you being a man, make yourself God. And he said to them, is it not written in your law, I say you are gods? Now he is quoting something 2,000 years before. And he is quoting it as though it's taking place now. I say to you, that's what he's telling them, that you are gods for it's written in your law. 
that you are God's and scripture cannot be broken. If then he calls you God because you heard the word of God, do you say that he whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world blasphemed because he said, I am the Son of God? Now he's telling them that they are the sons of God, but they won't believe it. They claim they are the sons of Abraham, born after the flesh. And he's telling them they're the sons of God, but they will not know it until they experience that which he has. And so he has suffered these things, and to suffer is to experience these sensations, to know them from actual experience. And so they pick up stones. They know your father and your mother and your brothers and your sisters. And we know all about you. And you make these extravagant claims. So that's the being that you really are. And I cannot tell anyone in the world the glory that is in store for them. When they are lifted up. And they act find themselves clothed in that body, but more beautiful than ever, that they empty themselves out in order to come down here. You didn't begin in any swamp. You didn't begin in any little thing called a tadpole. These are garments that you annex. You penetrated these bodies and annexed the brains of them. But you are the sons of God who did it. And to do it, you can't pretend you're doing it. You had to completely empty yourself of your glory to take this form of the cross. And you can't pretend, but you will play the allotted time. And after you have played it the fullness of time, then you will hear the call. Now you hear a lady called me this week. He said, I went home last Monday night. I was thrilled with what you said. But I am disturbed. For I was talking of the betrayer. And here is Judas. And I was speaking highly of Judas. For no one could betray a man without knowing the man's secret. For no man knows the secret of God but the spirit of God. If he betrays God, he has to know God. He couldn't betray what he doesn't know. And then she quotes Mark. Well, again, we find scribes adding to. The same quote that you find in Luke does not quote what Mark does. Mark is basic, granted. But our scribes in transcribing, they have to build their own little philosophy of life. Luke only claims the story of the betrayal. But the word translated woe if you look it up in your concordance, it means who, which, what, that. In other words, who is that? The same that we're asking about Judas. What will happen to that man? What is that to thee? Follow thou me. He knew the secret. And at the very end, they did not know the secret. 
thought they knew it, but they did not know the secret. And you read the story of the scripture, and we are told that Joseph was the father, and he disappears when the boy reaches the age of 12 and denies the parents. Well, who is Joseph? Read the genealogy in Matthew. It begins, this is the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David. Now read the genealogy. Joseph is the father of Jesus. But in the genealogy, his father is Jacob. That is, Joseph's father is Jacob. Yet, in the dream, when the angel appears to Joseph in a dream, he said, Joseph, son of David, her not to take unto thee, Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived by her is of the Holy Spirit. But he addresses him as Joseph, son of David. And the book begins, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, son of David. But Joseph in scripture is the dreamer. He is the beginning of the forgiveness of sin. For he said to his brothers in the end of the great plot, which is Genesis, at the very end, the 50th chapter. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, and he forgave them. That's the beginning of the forgiveness of sin. And he was called the dreamer. When the dreamer awakes, he is the Lord Jesus Christ. So he becomes his own father. And what was Joseph called in Numbers? Moses changed his name from Joseph. It's called Hosea, but Hosea being Joseph. He changed his name from Hosea to Joshua. And Joshua means Jesus. And Jesus is the Lord God Jehovah. Can't you see the mystery unfolding? So here, do not be afraid, Joseph, son of David, to take unto you Mary, your wife. For he addresses him as the son of David. And the book begins, Jesus Christ, the son of David. But Joseph is the dreamer. And this comes to him in a dream. He is a dreamer. So he begins the dream in the 37th chapter of Genesis. And he begins to dream that all the things will come and bow to him. The sun and the moon and the stars. And then he told his father, and the father said, what? Your mother and I will bow before you. And the brothers could not believe for one moment that eleven stars, meaning the eleven of them, will bow before him. And they plotted to sell him into slavery. So they sold him into slavery as you were sold into slavery. You emptied yourself and became a slave. And the dreamer in you is Joseph. But you're told, I will raise up out of your body. To whom is he speaking? He's speaking to David. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your son after you, who shall come forth from your body. If it comes forth from your body and your name is David, then it's your son. But I, the Lord, will be his father, and he shall be my son. So Joseph is the beamer in man, but when he wakes, he is the Lord Jesus Christ. You see the mystery? So who is that? Not woe. You and I have certain associations with words. You hear the word suffer. 
you think of grief, you think of pain, and all it means is simply to experience a sensation. For joy and woe are woven fine, a garment for the soul divine. Not all joy, not all woe, they are woven fine in this world when we eat of the tree of good and evil. And when we come to the end, and then the spirit that was trapped willingly is set free by the splitting of the body from top to bottom. And it ascends like the fiery serpent. It's set free. And the long lost right, which is the Son of God, is restored. But now, a noble, he is the Father. He awakes as his Father, having gone through the horrors, bearing his father for the allotted time. Now let us go into the silence. Amplify your productivity and creativity with soulgoodsounds.com. For a minimal $10 a month, gain unlimited access to ad-free, soothing sounds designed to boost efficiency. Discover your perfect soundscape at soulgoodsounds.com and unlock your full potential. Experience the best in relaxation and entertainment with Soul Good Streaming at soulgood.org. Our extensive library features hundreds of audiobooks, thousands of short stories, original podcasts, and popular sounds for sleep, meditation, and relaxation all ad-free. Whether you want to escape into a good book or fall asleep to your favorite ambient sound, we have something for everyone. Go to solgood.org to start streaming and discover your new go-to for entertainment and relaxation. That's S-O-L-G-O-O-D dot O-R-G.